0: Welcome, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetsBirds. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me, as always, and who was nice enough to let me hear the song twice this morning, because this is actually our second intro today, how are you, Mr. Molitor?
1: Good, yeah, I forgot to hit the go live button. So Alex was just sitting there espousing t- to the masses, and nobody was even listening, which, honestly, we're used to that. So, um, we, are, we are actually live now. <laughs> and Sangaroo just every morning says, "Bitcoin, you know, I Love want Bitcoin it. to drop like a rock. I need, we need a good, we need a good established point. I, I'm fully bought into Drew's uh, and a couple other people's theories on dropping down into the low 50s, maybe even the high 40s to kind of wash out some longs or and get some shorts to get out of there, so we can get a next leg up. We're going next leg up, 200k, no worries. Bitcoin to the moon, but yeah, um." It's Tuesday. I promise some golf. I'll have some golf. You always have some basketball. Always some tennis. Fuck. I'm just gonna skip baseball. I'm so bad at that. Like those. I guess
0: the, the <laughs> I was pirates. Say, how did it go clo- yesterday? I didn't get a chance to check.
1: The the pirates game was close. I just needed a little more out of them. And then the the Yankees game pitchers just locked down. And I I had a third. Of course, I didn't add to the card. It was the Tampa under. I think there was like. One run, six hits combined. So whatever you you know, whatever you trim off the card, that one usually does pretty well. Uh, the Knicks cruise. That was nice, very nice. Uh, t- tennis was uh, men's tennis still didn't happen. Women's tennis was meh. Whatever. Golf is going to be great. I think we're going to have a really good RBC. This is a fun one, a fun tournament. Um, should we start with NBA though? There was uh, there was a little bit of a swing in the Western Conference last night. I mean, I have some props from earlier in the year. I have a bet that was like the Nuggets or the Mavericks win the Western Conference at a bigger number. And it was like, all right, maybe the Mavs aren't going to be, but the Nuggets have a shot. And now this happened. So that prop is dead. Nuggets props are probably dead. Drew and I talked about it last night on the deep dive, kind of as far as like, it wasn't a bad matchup if the Lakers ended up in the five seed had to play Denver in the first round. I'm like, they still probably get by now. Now that's looking even easier. So your thoughts.
0: Yeah. Jamal Murray, of course, towards ACL, I continue my streak of saying good things about teams and immediately having some sort of recompense or reckoning, if you will. Um, I too had some Denver to win the West stuff. I had written about that a little bit. I do have some Jokic mvps So hopefully, that holds on but Jamal Murray drops out the Denver Nuggets of course are now without a lead guard really it's going to be tough from them night to night to fill that spot I think they have a chance to be competitive though in the right matchup having Jokic Porter and Gordon having that much size and was now very a small league especially since it's size that can score you have Gordon and Jokic that are you know Gordon's good on defense I think Jokic is a little better than people give him credit but that's just going to be a matchup nightmare every night so if they can still somehow hold on to a top four seed, I think they're, you might get a chance to maybe buy out of that at some point, maybe in the second round. So fingers crossed. But the West at this point, it's hard for me to see them winning the West. I could see them winning two rounds of the playoffs, making the Western Conference Finals, but even that feels like a stretch. So we're back yeah. to Clippers, maybe Phoenix, maybe Utah. I'm still bearish on those two teams. And then you have the Lakers. We don't know what's going to happen with them once they get healthy, but – Things are um, really actually shaping up again for Phoenix and Utah, two teams that I'm a little dubious of what they can do in the playoffs, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, we'll have some soccer today too. Pete says PSG money line. I guess we're betting soccer day as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on – I'm, I'm with you on the, the Jazz and Suns. Just a, maybe a little lack of playoff experience is going to keep them down even though they've had very nice seasons. It's still tough to beat super teams and you've got two halfway decent super teams when fully healthy based out of the same city there. So it might end up just being L.A., L.A. Uh, I, for for my money, I hope both L.A. teams end up on the same half of the bracket so they can't meet in the conference finals just because for futures also. But also I think we'd, it would be a more entertaining product if that's what we got from the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, no matter what happens, it should be pretty great. It just would have been better with Jamal Murray.
1: Oh, yeah. So, well, it's in the past. The past is in the past. We'll get to today. You have a look today in the. Somebody asked, will the Heat win the division? Out of Charlotte and Atlanta. They better win the stinking division. Yeah.
0: I I think so. I mean, Charlotte, again, we're going to bet on them tonight, minus two, but to touch on the division thing a little bit there. Miami is starting to play better. It looks like Oladipo is going to take some time off, which I actually think might help them so they can gel and have a little better rhythm. Atlanta's really struggling. Trey Young has been out, so I think that they're going to start to slide down, and Miami has been getting better. So I think they will win the division, but I'm pretty disappointed they're not a game or two ahead at this point. Looking at tonight, it is a Tuesday night, so only six games in the association tonight. Really tough slate. Things are either really tight or, again, just Not enough information about who's going to play. Atlanta-Toronto is just an injury disaster. The Clippers versus Indiana could be interesting, but it looks like Kawhi is going to be out tonight. Um, Indiana, again, still missing Miles Turner. Lakers and Charlotte. The Lakers coming off a back-to-back, losing to the Knicks last night. Let's go again. I I see no reason not to continue to go against this team. It's a bad fatigue spot for them. Charlotte should be fresh. Yes, they're missing Gordon Hayward. Yes, they're missing LaBella Ball, but – Even without those guys, they have a deeper team, and I think probably just as talented, if not more talented, than what the Lakers are putting out every night. At the very least, Charlotte has a more cohesive unit. Guys that are used to playing together, they're much better defensively. Like Charlotte, here minus the two as the Lakers continue to struggle on the road with that. They're two big stars.
1: Quick question from the chat. If AD still isn't good enough for the playoffs, are the Nets going to steamroll uh, you might not even need that first part. <laughs>
0: if the yeah, Knack I mean, if, if Anthony Davis isn't playing, I think what you really can do is just write the Lakers off, even with just LeBron James. That's not going to be enough. The second part, we'll see. I, I talked about this a little bit last night in my appearance on You Better, You Bet. I think the Nets at some point are going to run into a team that can de- to, to defend them. Depending on what seed they land, you start to look around. Miami should be have the defensive pieces to try to slow them down. I think the Sixers can do that. And I still wonder what this team's going to look like with all three of them. If you go back and look, there's only a couple games where all three have played together. It's still just two of them kind of doing the rotating injury rest thing. So we'll see what happens when it comes together in harmony. But the playoffs are supposed to be about defense. If they are, the Nets should struggle. If this is the next evolution of the NBA and it really just is, you know what? Try to stop us. We're gonna put up 140 anyway. You can't put up more than one twenty. That's that. Um, you know, I expected that to be Nets versus Nuggets in the finals. We'll see. Maybe the Jazz are just that offensive team. I don't know, but we'll see. I, I I'm still dubious of the Nets, but the longer the season goes, the crazier I feel about that, I guess. Yeah.
1: And Joel Fuji says, Time to sell your Murray top shot moments. We're good luck selling five. good luck selling any top shot moments. There are Many, many, many more times sellers than buyers right now. It's tough unloading those. I did not buy the hollow pack because even though it was probably plus EV to do so, it's like man, I, I think I'm done with Top Shot. Just done, done, done. So, um, where does that leave us? That's it for the NBA, I suppose. We'll do you have any calls. baseball today?
0: No, <clears throat> oh, fuck. You no. want to talk Whatever. about baseball even?
1: Ah, uh, I, I do. Um the twins game was canceled so they're going to have a like they're going to have a different starter now for boston i think that game has kind of shifted there were like and it's funny our guy who had the prop yesterday um part of the prop was that all 14 games must be played or whatever it was yeah and um i think 3 or 4 got postponed or canceled so <clears throat> it's funny that whole conversation was moot almost instantly because the twins you know the twins game was an early afternoon game that was you know dead right away you know they, they they just pulled the plug on that due to the possibility of rioting and civil unrest up there so the that ticket was canceled almost immediately i still think it probably had some value but uh yeah golf um just outright so far for me i'll have future some other stuff up later i shopped my ass off on this and really do this because like i'm gonna start at the bottom with ryan moore there's like ryan moore 85 to 1 tickets out there at certain books. Sharp books too. Shop, shop, shop. Especially if you're gonna take some some wild squirrelings on a long shot, long shots hit. You know, and when they do hit, you don't want to be sitting on 125 to one when you could add 190 to one. It's just take advantage of the shopping you can do. Um, that was at the most Duel. plus
0: E V long-term decision you could make.
1: Yeah, that one that one is on FanDuel. I'll even say where I found these. So, Answer is a guy I've backed a couple times. I'm fine taking him here. It's not a low end field. There are some top golfers here, but it, there is kind of a drop off after the first 15 or so. So, and Answer is a guy that's played well. He, I don't know, he, he wasn't really in the conversation last week, but he's just kind of right around that 20th mark for the last few weeks. So, getting 33 to 1 feels good there. My favorite by far is probably Corey Connors guy I backed last week. He got me a top 20. He was my only future that was really in contention. It was at a hundred to one. So that felt kind of good, especially when he hit his Eagle. He had a donut named after him this week uh, at Tim Horton's. He's a Canadian hero. He's just, he's just the guy who's playing well. And tr- I really won't get into this. I don't like course comps, but if there was a course comp, you could use Sawgrass from a month ago there. The player's, It's similar. It's a peat dye design. It's a place where you need to hit fairways and hit fairways in the right places. It's the similar type of greens where they did some overseeding with the POA. Uh, All five of these men made the cut at the players. Corey Connors finished seventh there. Corey Connors finished top 10 at the masters. Like he, this is not a bad dad. is is Connors the Canadian Tony Fino. No, I we mean hope not. He, he, no,
0: Con,
1: Con, Connor's won like uh didn't he win Valero a couple years ago? I think he has a
0: win. Yeah, I think he has a win. He's
1: not he's not full, full Tony, but yeah, he is a guy who's going to compete in tournaments like this. His form is just so good, like I said. Top ten at the Masters, top twenty at Valero, top ten at the players in Arnie. I mean, top twenty at waste management, I think. He topped you know what he topped ten at the Masters in November too. He's playing like a guy who should be in the 25-to-1 range, even in a field like this. So love Corey Connors again. And then, yeah, the long shots. Kirk, again, I said all these guys did make the cut at the at the, yeah. the players there. But Kirk is a guy. He played well at Valero. He played well at Arnie. Um, he played decent at Honda, I think. So you're getting a guy who's had some top 10s, top 20s here. And he matches what I'm using for my models here, my modeling. And then Gim and Moore are just – like guys that i think should be like 70 75 to 1 that have big fat numbers you're not getting a ton of equity you're like oh it's double well i mean 75 to one It work that way yeah it, it's not it's not linear like that like if, if you go i mean what do you want to do you go 2 divided by 76 so your odds of winning at you know 75 to 1 are very low and your odds of winning at 140 are also low but it's it's not like you're going from 5% to 10%. You know, that it's a very small percentage to double that. One point
0: something to slightly less than one.
1: Yeah. So, give and more.
0: more, Six, Just, seven something.
1: And again, Shop, um, I will say, so I've said I was going to tell you where I got these. Connor's price was at FanDuel or Heritage. Anter was Heritage. Gim's price was at my bookie. if you're still allowed to bet there. And there's one twenty fives out there on him as well, but Moore was FanDuel. And Kirk, you can tell was from bookmaker because it's uh, an odd number like that. But yeah, no. give me more. A couple other guys I'll be taking probably some top twenty swings. Um, look for a full preview of RBC out tomorrow. I'll do some blogging, and you know what? I'm playing Nintendo again tonight. We're making that a full time show. It's going to be. What are you playing tonight? Are
0: you playing this course?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna play this course. You know, here uh, it doesn't have a name yet. This is all I have: Untitled Golf Project. That's a picture of <laughs> the beautiful Harbortown Lighthouse there. If anybody has a good name, you know, let me know because uh, I let you guys name my dog. And that worked out kids like the name so if you think of a good name for a golf stream project i might be rolling solo tonight but we will have a co-host in the future and yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna preview the course go over some bets every tuesday night uh, do some streaming so that should be a lot of fun and yeah i'll be matchups props top 20 top 10 that sort of stuff everything i'll get into those as well
0: it's gonna be a great time it sounds like a really fun show i'll be sure to watch On Nintendo, giving Nintendo the playing of the video games, but I'll watch you do it. Yeah,
1: I'm not any good, but it's still (laughs) fun. So, all right, uh, back to Charleston Deuce. Tell me how to say this girl's name because I don't know. It looks like Linda, you think
0: of Linda Fruvertova. She has a sister. I forget what her sister's name is, but um, the two young Fruvertovas here, we're, we're going to see them a lot, I think, over the next year. Um, this is kind of one of her first forays into the WTA. To take kind of a step back from handicapping, one of the things that you have to do every week, and uh, somebody actually asked me this question earlier. My buddy Max Gilson, who's on the Noise Podcast, um, you know, week to week, you got to check. How many points are available in the tournament and what's happening next week? Because what you have a lot of times is players will be in a tournament this week, just to play a match or two, grab a check, hold on to some ranking points, and then basically leave as quickly as they possibly can to get to the next country, to get to the next continent for the season that's upcoming. Clay season is starting next week in earnest in Europe. There are not too many players in this field, but one in particular, Alizé Cornet here is one of the seeds, and she's playing Kruver in this first round. I don't think that Cornet is too interested in running through this tournament trying to pick up points. I think she's going to you know, play a match or two and then head to Europe next week for the clay season where she'll have a chance to play on a surface she's done a little better on. Fruver Tova, being a younger player, should be totally locked in here, trying to play her best tennis. She's extremely talented. As I start to look at some of these comparisons, I think that the market is both overreacting to Corne being a seed, some of her previous form, and underrating the fact that, frankly, she's probably looking ahead where Fruver Tova is going to be here, locked in. So happy to take her plus six games. I would have this closer to five. And then the plus 550 money line would play this all the way down to five to one. I have this closer like the plus 300 range. Again, Cornet should be the better player. She has the WTA-level pedigree. She is deserving to be a favorite here. But I think there are a lot of little factors that aren't built into this number that are offering us some value here on the young underdog.
1: How much do you play these money lines for? Do you base it on how big the number is, like just quarter unit? Tenth of a unit, like uh, compared to your bet on the handicap, how small are you going on that?
0: Just kidding. So I'll go one full unit on the handicap and then the money line. This time I went a little less than a half a unit. I'll try to look at what I think my edge is and adjust like a little bit there, but it's between a quarter and a half a unit. I'm a little more bullish on this one, so I didn't go uh, – I might have put half a unit on this. It might have been a little less than that, but – you, yeah. da-
1: You nasty. I like that. It's, well, I, I like this it
0: just again this should be like in the plus 300 range if, if not lower as i start to tweak some things so i see some decent value on the money line again it's a big number and it's hard to hit these but i'm happy to take a swing here
1: sure all right well that about does it for today except i do have a user question i found this in my dms if you ever Ooh, dm me this. and i don't res- and I don't respond. It's because I'm busy and I try to respond to most of them. but The ones that get hidden, it's like the, you know, the respond request. And then I click on it, read it. And I'm like, I'll get to that later. And then the little marker goes away and I forget about it. But I did see this is from last week um, from user, Twitter user Ageless182. I was curious if you have written anything on why you were on team. And this is in quotes, never hedge. Um, this is probably in response to... You know, uh, talking about the Gonzaga game. I know yeah. there are a lot of opinions on this subject. I was curious why you have the philosophy that you do. I'll let you answer, you know, how you feel about hedging, never hedging that, that general topic as well. But I'd say for me, I'm not playing so many futures that I'm, just, I'm like, oh, I play futures all the time, but I play a lot of futures. I play a ton more futures than I post. I have futures left and right in nearly every sport. And I've just come to the realization that for the most part, they end up being plus EV. They end up, once we get towards the end of the season, towards the end of a tournament, towards the end of whatever event you're betting on, they've accrued value. And I feel like enough of them will hit for me to not make a bad bet and bet against it. Like, And you can say maybe – you know i did think long and hard some Baylor plus five just to try to middle that and that would have felt good but over the long haul taking a future that has accrued so much value like think about what it went from the Gonzaga one for example was 10 to one and it closed minus 200. now think about if you bet a game if you bet a single game like a, a long shot on a on a basketball game, they were 10 to one to win the game. Cause they were like a 20 point underdog or whatever. And then just X, Y, and Z happened. Maybe some injuries and they closed minus 200, you know, they're a five point favorite, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't you just sit that and sit back and relax and be like, I have massive value on this. And that That's how I view a lot of this. I've gained a massive value. I'm going to take that massive value. And I'm going to run with it. I'm just going to let it, because eventually I've I've created such massive value that uh, you know the, the market implies the Sags win that game two out of three times, whereas my number implies they win at nine percent of the time. Right. You know, so getting getting uh, something from like under ten percent to you know up to sixty six percent that's that's kind of where I want to be with those, and I'm fine. Just let, I'm going to lose a bunch of those, and that's fine because I'm going to win enough to make up for it.
0: Yeah, I think in general, the the first way I approach this is to you know take a bigger step back and try to think about betting in general. A hedge is just another bet. Anytime you're betting something, you only want to be betting if you have an edge. If you look at a number and it looks wrong, if you see value there, then you should bet it. So frankly, whether you have a future or not, for example, in Gonzaga, when they make it to the final game against Baylor, you shouldn't be betting anything on Baylor unless you think there's value in that number. Now, the exception to that case, of course, is if you do have a large sum of money at risk, or a large sum of money to win. And, you know, probably that's not really a great excuse to do something like that, but I understand that. It's something that I've done a couple of times. I had, what was it? Marketa Vandrasova was like 150 to one to win the French open. And she made the uh, finals. Um, She did lose the final, but I had a decent chunk of money there at risk to win. So I said, look at it. You know what? I'm happy taking half of this and just basically hedged my way out of it. And I did see a little bit of value on the other side, but frankly pushed myself into it more because of the amount of money that was in stake but if you're looking at something and you're just trying to decide to bet it whether it's a hedge or not you should always be looking at it is is there value on the side that I'm looking to bet is there an edge there and if there isn't you shouldn't do it hedging doesn't make that any different having a futures ticket on the other side doesn't change the value equation of what you're looking at
1: yeah and I, I always tell people like it's such a it is an individual decision like if you have a bunch of of money at stake. If you stand to win an uncomfortable amount of money and you're fine with taking half of that uncomfortable amount for if you can hedge for half maybe. Or you know, or if you see super value. So I will I will hedge. Like I'm I'm not team never hedge technically. Like you said, there are instances where I'll hedge because it's like, well you know maybe you've accrued a a team to win the finals or a Super Bowl or whatnot. And it's just you, you've gotten a big number. They made it there. You don't think they'll win the game? Something happened—an injury, a bad matchup. You're like I don't think they win this game. I don't even at the even at the price I have, I don't think this is coming through. I'm going to partially hedge. It. So yeah, once I get down to it, I'm always going to look at the other side and get there. So yeah. it is. Per, it is again a personal choice. Your own risk tolerance, your own bankroll management. However you want to however you want to frame how you're doing
0: it. Yeah, if you have Gonzaga to win like enough money to buy a house, half of a house is pretty good. You know, if you yeah. can take half of that Gonzaga bet and pay your mortgage off, you should do that. But yeah,
1: they're there there are big, yeah. The size shouldn't matter, but it does. It for sure does. So all right. Well, we'll close on that. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll have some more golf. As I mentioned, check out the stream tonight. It'll be on the same YouTube channel. I think um I'll announce what time I'm gonna do it. I gotta figure that out. My wife just texted to see if I'd be home for Dinner. I don't think I'm going to be. Hopefully, she's not watching this at work. Again, <laughs> thanks to our sponsor, WinBet. You can still get your $500 risk-free bet. More states coming soon. $1,000 if you live in Michigan. The links are in the pinned tweet at Brown Bets on Twitter. And with that, we'll check you tomorrow, Wednesday. See ya.